guys. Welcome back to My Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. I'm covering a wide range of topics and typically we talk about the trauma and those kind of, of things that that lead us to escape our reality or try to escape at least with sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever is necessary. Uh, today we make a little bit of a different, we take a different tour because I have got the honor and pleasure of speaking to Victor Prier, who is an Ayurvedic doctor. And him and his, his take on life, his holistic approach to well-being is such a core principle also of recovery from addictions and of living a life to the fullest, to the best, best possible principles. Uh, in, in actual fact, what Victor is doing is amazing and is, is what I aspire to, what many other people do. We are just having different, I guess, languages to talk about it and the different principles. And I'm so keen to learn from Victor to, uh, today. So Victor, welcome to my show. Thank you so much for hosting me. I'm excited to be chatting with you. Oh, absolutely. How did you get into Ayurvedic medicine? How, how did your journey start? Well, I got into Ayurvedic medicine when I was about 25. Um, my journey to actually start with yoga. Yoga and Ayurveda are sister sciences. So yoga was originally created to help people have basically experienced the true nature of their spirit or soul. And um, Ayurveda came along as the medicinal branch of yoga to assist people with their health and healing while they were on that journey. Um, so they came together at the same time. Then Ayurveda basically became the major health system of that area of the world, which we now call India. Um, but don't forget, that was a whole region um, in that time period, 7,000 years ago-ish. And... Um, you know, Ayurveda, Chinese medicine, um, certain styles of Arabic medicine, they all came from the same roots. Um, so I was fascinated with all that. And um, I wanted to have a career at the time I was working in real estate. Um, and I wanted to have a career that more directly impacted, you know, something that people cherished, which I found was their health. So I found I had the temperament for it. I had the mentality for it. I loved the wisdom. So I went for it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, was there a, um, was that a pure first for knowledge, a uh, pure interest, or was indeed the yoga already a healing part for yourself? Uh, what did the yoga give you? Because that was your starting point, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yoga definitely gave me physical healing for sure. There's no question about it, but it was definitely a, a thirst for, you know, what, what am I really doing here in this yeah. life? What's, right. what is there? Are there answers? Are there, you know, yeah. I was a Western philosophy major in college. All right. Um, so that was actually the route I started first, um, and just found more questions and, you know, at least in my personal life, um, when I started practicing yoga seriously, I, I started to actually kind of to my own surprise, be able to start answering some of the fundamental questions I had about life. Um, so, um, yeah, funny now, that is when you actually, yeah. when you actually stop talking, shut up 
and actually yeah. focus what your 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 subconscious mind actually lets out uh, is amazing what comes out there isn't it <laughs> yeah seriously right and um so you know but that that was um that was how it happened for me yeah. i think it happens a different way for a lot of different people sure 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 Oh, God. So yoga and and uh, was that in California? Was that in, in, in the States where you where you started that journey? Um, I started in California and then I traveled around the world um, and then I came back to California and continued. Mm. And now I'm still in California, albeit a different part, um, <laughs> but I'll soon be in Italy, actually. So that's oh, cool. my next yeah <laughs> bueno <laughs> yeah. so yeah no you oh wow so you're you're a world citizen really um yeah that, yeah working that, on it yeah and the cool thing is that's beautiful because that opens your mind up and your soul up to so many different experiences and it enriches your life in in its own right so therefore the the uh there's no doubt your path will will develop just as much as my path will develop and but we are both seekers for the truth seekers for answers and because we ask the right questions nowadays our life will be amazing amazing every every other day so i'm really pleased for you for your journey but let's Thank go you. back let's go back so yoga came first and then um ayurvedic medicine came in but how did it come in um, it was, it is, I mean, here you were on the yoga mat, uh, trying to turn yourself into a pretzel and you're getting better and better in it. But then what? Um, well, the pretzeling was not something I was doing. Um, <laughs> which yeah. form of yoga did you, did you, um, I started out with, uh, Iyengar yoga uh -huh. and you know, there's this perception, especially in Western cultures that yoga is an elaborate form of stretching. Yeah. which I know, I know you have a deeper understanding than that, but for the listeners, um, that's fun to joke about, but you know, yoga is, a the asanas, which are the postures that people engage in came much later in the history of yoga. Yoga began as meditation and breathing. Uh -huh. Um, and then the postures came for various reasons. Um, so the way it's practiced now where a bunch of people get in a room and do a lot of postures is a form of yoga but I don't, I, I discourage people from thinking that that is yoga. Um, yeah. So, but anyways, that aside, I chose to take on a teacher, a yoga teacher. And my yoga teacher was the one who suggested I look into Ayurveda. Uh, yeah. Very nice. And again, this is plus a far more holistic approach. And that's very really, cool. that's really the big difference between Western yoga, I guess, to a certain degree, where someone tries to show you postures and, and, and talks about core stability and things like that, versus really building a stability of your mind, building, building a, uh, a deeper understanding, really, of yourself. And, right. that is, and that is the, the solitude, the serenity, the peace and quiet that actually meditation and breathing exercises and certain forms of movement will allow you to do. And, then, and, and the reason that you experience, want to experience those states is so that you can learn to change yourself on a deep level so that you can enhance your life. So it's not quiet for the sake of quiet, so to speak. Hmm. Um, it's quiet so that you can see quote unquote, what's going on inside. Beautiful. That's yeah. exactly where you just actually jump off. The, I always say sort of jump off the hamster wheel and actually give yourself time to press the pause button 
and actually see what your body really needs, which yeah. questions it asks, which answers it gives you spontaneously, yeah. which ideas come to your mind. All that is part and parcel. And I guess uh, yoga in its truest form actually is a path to allow you to strategically build that into your day, to actually strategically utilize that to become the better human being that you desire to be. So yeah, that's, that's what's called a sadhana in yoga, a daily practice, mm. right? And it's to cultivate that capacity in ourselves mm. so that we can make conscious choices about our life as opposed to just automatic choices about our life. Exactly. And yeah. I've, I've, I fall still foul of that. I, I uh, meet people who really impress me and I get into the habit, I make it a habit of doing things and then other things come along and, and I find myself again on the hamster wheel, more responding to external influences rather than, uh, I'm more the bearded lady in the circus rather than the ringmaster. Um, and sure. yeah, so that is something that I constantly need to, to hold myself accountable um too so now that is and that's and you made it a habit you actually have it ingrained in your in your body and in, into your routine and that is so powerful therefore it's not just a once-off you don't go once to the gym have a workout and say yeah i'm fit and <laughs> so same here isn't it but yeah but the reason we we do do all this work to ingrain it that practice is because what you said, the pull of the hamster wheel is very strong and it doesn't go away. It's not like one day it doesn't pull on you anymore. So that's why we engage in a practice. So day after day, it's like, okay, I know what happens if I get on the hamster wheel, right? I'm going to do all my bad habits. I'm going to pay all the prices and I'll say all the wrong things to the wrong people and I'll sabotage myself again. That's like the, every human being on the face of the earth, right? Exactly. In one way or another. So the spiritual practice is supposed to protect yourself from that. Mm. Which is yeah. beautiful. And that's, that's, that's what we are there for here. I mean, that's, that's why we are talking about that. So thank you so much for, for, for holding the mirror in front of my face here. Uh, when it comes to Ayurvedic medicine, how did your journey start? Uh, and I say Ayur, Ayurvedic. Ayurvedic, is that really? Ayurveda, yeah. That's right. So how did that start? So did you grab a book or, or did he say, here, eat that? And, or, or how did it work? Um, I actually watched a documentary called The Art of Being. Mm -hmm. um, and The Art of Being, you can find it, I think it's on Netflix or yeah. something. <laughs> um, but it's about kind of how Ayurveda is practiced in the modern day and the very traditional roots of it. Yeah. So it's a beautiful documentary. And that, that was my first kind of like thing that I did around Ayurveda. And then from there, I, I obviously started reading books. I went to school. Um, I, you know, started living the lifestyle. That's the best way to learn about it is to yeah. live the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Traveled to India a few times, things like that. How does your lifestyle maybe differ from the lifestyle that most of your clients uh, will, will live to start off with? Well, I wake up every morning um, early, about between 4.30 and 5, and I do about an hour to an hour and a half of sadhana, um, yogic practices that include asana, meditation, mantra, and breathing. Uh -huh. And then that gets me ready for my day. So then I'll start, you know, 
basically working, you know, more or less, which for me, the beginning of the day involves responding to some emails I got from the night before all that. And then at the same time, every day, I'll eat breakfast, something light with the exception of if I ate a bit too much for dinner the night before and I'm not hungry, I'll skip breakfast. So then, um, of course I'm drinking a little bit of water. I take some herbal tea that I know what's right for my body and all that stuff. Um, and then I'll go and I'll have my appointments, do my work, do what I need to do. And then I'll have lunch at the same time every day. There's a reason I'm emphasizing that. Um, and lunch will be my biggest meal every day. Uh-huh. Um, and notice I didn't have any coffee. Um, so, uh, and I didn't smoke any cigarettes and, you know, that kind of thing. So then I'll have lunch and, um, I'll go back to work. I'll do my appointments. Um, maybe I'll take my dog for a walk if I have some time. And then around six o'clock, I'll have a light dinner, much lighter than I had for lunch. And it's all vegetarian, some mostly vegan for the most part. And maybe I'll take some more herbs at night and I'll go to sleep around the same time every night. And that's the average structure of my day. So now I compare that to one of my clients. It doesn't look much like that. But it looks like, well, I wake up anytime between six and 10 and I drink three cups of coffee and I run to work stressed and I'm late and I have to drop my kids off at school and, you know, my spouse is yelling at me and my dog's barking at me and oh, meditation, who can do that? I don't have time for that. Mm. And, you know, if I'm lucky, I'll grab a protein bar for breakfast. I'll <laughs> skip lunch usually. But if I do have lunch, I'm eating and like walk, working on my phone at the same time, like a frantic person. And then, you know, I'll get home exhausted. I'll fall asleep for two hours, wake up. I'll go out to dinner, have dinner at 9 p.m. and go to bed at one because that's when I have the most energy between 11 and one. That sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. So that is the average day of, I don't know about New Zealand, but America. Yeah. Right. Uh, Plus all the problems. That's just a normal day, right? Now imagine the problems. Exactly. You know, so yeah, it's a little bit of a dramatization for entertainment purposes, but it's not that far from the truth. No, it's not. It's not. I, I absolutely agree with you. There are many of my, my the people I know, they live exactly like that. Right. Uh, so where does, does a healthy lifestyle that you practice, where does the change into medicine? When does a healthy lifestyle become Ayurvedic medicine? Uh, lifestyle is one of the three primary pillars of life. So any lifestyle as a category is either poison or medicine. It's one or the other. It's not, it's never nothing. Mm. Every choice we make in the day is poison Mm. or medicine. Mm. Um, I mean, of course there are some choices that have much more of an impact than others, of course, but if we want to get serious about it, yeah, all our choices count. I love it. And that's that's exactly what I'm talking about, micro habits in my book, uh, Steps to Sobriety, because it's it's really every single second you've got a choice to make. You get to yeah. make that choice. How beautiful is that? And you either choose to, to eat crap or you eat, choose to eat good. You choose to hydrate or you choose to just run around like a dry crisp. You choose to right. exercise and, or you, you just choose to vegetate. It is right. all your choice. And I guess Ayurvedic medicine um, is highlighting that kind of holistic choice making. 
Right. So the question is, why do we have so much difficulty making the good choice? Because that's the reality for us all. We all know that, right? It sounds great. It's like, oh, I'll just choose to drink this water instead of the cup of coffee or the bottle of beer or whatever it is, right? Yet there's a price to pay, right? I drink this water. I'm not going to get as much pleasure out of drinking this water as I will out of drinking my favorite drink that might not be so good for me. And if I'm very stressed out and live a stressed out life, and I don't, I'm not thinking about tomorrow hmm. and this and that, I just want relief. Hmm. And am I willing to maintain this stress and sacrifice that temporary relief so that I could do the right thing for tomorrow? I'm not even thinking about tomorrow. Hmm. So there are reasons why we don't make those healthy choices, but I completely agree with you. They are choices. Hmm. So a lot of my clients come in and they start talking like, you know, the victim, mm. you know, I, I, I have to drink the cup of coffee. I have to smoke the cigarette. Someone's yeah. making me do it. <laughs> it's like, well, no, uh, but that's the first step, right? It's true. It might be very hard for you not to, it might cause a lot of pain not to, it might be a huge obstacle to overcome, but it is your choice. Mm. Yeah. So true. Very yeah. True. <laughs> so Going back, I'm, I'm, I'm asking again that medicine, uh, we are all talking about choices. We're talking about a lifestyle and a holistic approach to your life. Yes. When you now say, I've, I've studied Ayurvedic medicine, what does, where does the medicine come in? Or is, how can you relate to it to actually from, oh yeah, that's healthy, to actually that heals me, that creates a new me? Yeah, great question. So Ayurveda is very clear about what are called the three pillars of life. One, food. Not just food, but food, water, and sense perceptions. Those are all considered things we have to digest. Hmm. So I experience something violent or disturbing I have to digest that through my nervous system, quite literally. That's not a metaphor. Mm. Um, and that has a major effect on my physiological profile. Mm. So what I witness in a day, am I witnessing horrible things? Am I witnessing beautiful things? Am I eating mm. fresh food that I can easily digest and assimilate? Or am I eating junk that is practically impossible to digest? Mm. And then water or just um, liquids, right? Same idea as food. Am I giving my body what I need? So that's one pillar of life. Yeah. Second pillar of life, sleep. What's the timing of my sleep? What's the quality of my sleep? What processes are going on in my sleep? Hmm. So why is that so important? Because sleep is the time our body does most of its rejuvenation and repair. So if you don't sleep well, not just length of time, but actual quality of sleep, hmm. then you're basically robbing your body of the time it can heal. Hmm. And then the third is, the word is brahmacharya, but in more modern times, it basically translates into relationship discipline, which includes sex. So it's not just sex. A lot, there's misunderstanding in Ayurveda about that, that the third pillar of life is sex. It's not just sex, but sex is an important part. 
<laughs> so yeah, we, I'm laughing yeah, because good. it's so easy. It's so easy to misunderstand. Oh, that's what you want to hear. <laughs> right, <laughs> Rather exactly. than standing back and say, hang on, there's a bit more to it. <laughs> How we engage in our intimate relationships has a massive impact on our moment-to-moment -moment health. And it takes a lot of discipline to maintain healthy relationships. Mm. It doesn't come automatically. Mm. And anyone who struggles with addiction knows that because addiction is so, so closely related to the health of our relationships. Mm. Yeah. So those are the three pillars of health. And we, an Ayurvedic professional is trained to manipulate those three pillars. So you get someone who comes in, they say, I'm eating this, this, and this. It's like, okay, we need to change that pillar. So we need to make that pillar stronger. I'm sleeping like this, this, and this. Okay, I know how to manipulate that. And relational advice or counseling or guidance is massively important. So we got to cover all that ground. And that's very common to any Eastern modality of health, not so much a Western modality. And I think in, in practical terms, that is that is what you're describing to me is very much uh, also the found, uh, foundations of, of uh, a healthy a healthy approach to life. I, I would, I mean, out of interest, I would also include their wealth um, because if you're constantly stressed about money, constantly stressed about um, the very basics of survival, and that cannot be very good to you. How does that fit into these three pillars? Oh, absolutely. That would, count, that would come in the relationship pillar. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, but it actually shows because there is so much that, um, that needs to be addressed. You cannot fix one thing with one tablet and expect <laughs> <No>. a magic <laughs> outcome. <laughs> and that is, I mean, that's that's what we want nowadays. Everyone, oh wow, there's a new new pill that makes that prevents my fat being absorbed. Therefore, I will get slimmer. I will look sexy. I will have a fantastic sex life. I this pill will change well, my life. But keep going with that because that's really important. So. You start with a pill because yeah. this is what Ayurveda will do. It's going to go to the root. That's what it wants to do. Yeah. I start with a pill. Why? Because I want to lose weight. Why? Because I want to look sexy. Why? Because I'll have a great sex life. Why? Is that important to you? Uh -huh. Oh, well, because I want to be loved. Uh -huh. I don't want to be alone. Yeah. Right. I want to be accepted. I want to be appreciated. Yeah. I want to feel closeness i want to feel togetherness i want to feel yep. relationship right that's why it's the third pillar of life nice it all nice. comes back to that. it all it always does on 99 not always. 99 <laughs> nice nice right and we compensate that... we adapt because we we missed out on that or we yeah. we have an insecurity or fear around that yeah oh yeah. fantastic yeah and that makes a hell of a lot of sense and that's really that's why it is so beautiful to start on this journey uh, because you're starting to ask yourself the right questions. You, yes. and, and of course, you are taking the shortcut with your clients, so to speak. You, you know that, that you don't have to meander through the bush in order to find that path. Well, you have already been on that path. You have already gone there. And, and that is what your training allows you to do. So by combining actually the right maybe psychological questioning um, to actually figure out why, how someone ticks in their emotions as well as 
below that in their in their subconscious what drives them what causes those emotions kind of a thing you're diving in there whilst at the same token establishing new healthy micro habits uh, or, or big habits for that matter like for example the getting up early and or getting to bed at a, at a reasonable time without a massively full stomach kind of thing all those kind of things so it's it's ult ultimately a very widespread approach I guess, to take tiny baby steps in multiple directions, but all the directions are combined to move you forward. Is that would that be a way how you could describe it in in different words? Are you vetting medicine? Definitely, yeah, definitely. It's it's about rebuilding the appropriate lifestyle for, and you know, Ayurveda at its heart is very practical. I mean, it's, it's built as a medicinal system, so it's not just a philosophy. It needs to, it was created with the intention to, look, this person has a disease yeah. and they're suffering and we need to get rid of this disease. Yeah. And Or it's your birthright to be healthy. So avoid the disease to begin with. <laughs> How do you actually do that? That's what Ayurveda is interested in. How do we actually do that? Not like think about it maybe one day. Mm. How do we actually do it? So it's very practical. So if you come in and talk to an Ayurvedic professional, if they're a good professional, they're going to give you very realistic, practical, achievable solutions. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, oh, sorry, you're never going to heal because, you know, you can't do everything. That's not what Ayurveda is about. Yeah. Indeed. And you have to take one step. So when I said there are multiple steps and multiple uh, pillars you need to address no doubt about that but right. again someone needs to give you a bit of a structure because if you try absolutely everything at the same time yeah, you will no. fail you Too will much. fail there's exactly Overall. no chance so yeah what is the first tiny i mean let's this this size baby step what will be the first thing to do but what i like to do is again that is where your your mantra comes in with regards to doing it regular there is this principle of the five-minute gardener. And this, this, the, the fact is that every day you do only five minutes, but also never less than five minutes right. in your garden. You will be amazed after a month how your garden looks like. Okay? Yeah. And it's the same thing with your health and with your mental well-being. Start with five minutes, not more, not less. One tiny baby step. And you will be amazed. And I guess that is where the consistency comes in. And maybe working with you, the accountability to actually... Your accountability is very important. Isn't it? I'm, exactly. I'm accountable to an Ayurvedic doctor. So right. I do it. I do it because, you know, the human mind is very complex, very intelligent, yeah. very tricky. Ah. Um, and we need to be held accountable. I mean, in a good way, in a healthy way, right? Not a. It's not a punishment thing. Um, it's like look, I know that it, it helps to have someone who, cause it's not, it's not just accountability. It means someone cares about you. Yeah. Someone's taking nice. the time out of their day to make sure you're doing okay. That's a beautiful way of looking at it actually. Yeah. So that. it's not just like the parent, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> taking their hand at you. It means that there's someone witnessing your yeah. life and yeah. that's important. And I always keep saying that the opposite to addiction is connection. And here Absolutely. you are. So the Ayurvedic doctor is, to a certain degree, someone who has been trained to connect with you and guide you in in some really beautiful principles that are virtually infallible 
to to it's virtually impossible not to get better when you actually systematically put these things into place right and it is and we see that we see that everywhere in the world where these kind of things are essentially ayurveda what you have described to me there is basically a good rehab facility um the same principles will be exactly there will be modeled there as healthy living that is where i mean every every single thing you said um sounded very very familiar to me just with different words with different things but i have had the the, the honor the, the, the beautiful pleasure to actually experience four weeks of being immersed into such healthy living. And that completely reset me. And it set me on a path on that I'm still, this trajectory is still going. It may unders because I learn things, and there's new trauma, no things happening, but it's beautiful. So that's, uh, that is, you are using you, the Ayurvedic medicine, the way uh, you have taught me now is actually a very, very beautiful thing and it it some people do to will do really well because they are in tune with their own spiritual life or want to be and therefore i guess that will be it that will be a specifically clients who will come to you because they want to to more go down the eastern eastern route and more traditional kind of healing um that has been around for many thousand years and for a good reason it has been around right yeah exactly yeah so no, that's brilliant. Oh, thank you so much, Victor, for 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 shedding light on on Ayurveda in in, in its, in oh, its beautiful to. form. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if people want to get hold of you, how can they do that? Um, I'm easy to get a hold of. I have a website www.iiayurveda.com. So the II is short for International Institute, mm-hmm. and um, you can email me at reception at iiayurveda.com. And I, I always like to give uh, people a gift to listen to podcasts. If that's all right. Um, if you want, hop on a Zoom call with me. Completely no cost. I won't try and upsell you, I promise. Um, and I'll just, we'll go over your Ayurvedic constitution for, you know, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it'll give you a kind of like a baseline to work with for the future. Um, because there's some, knowing your Ayurvedic constitution, it can make a few things just kind of, very things you might have suspected just through common sense um, come to light and it can be very helpful. So please reach out. I might just have to do that. All right. <laughs> I, I, I immediately want to say, hmm, my constitution. Hmm, hmm. The, the question is immediately there. So I will actually take you by your word. And if you sure. guys, if you attempt it, look down there into the description of the YouTube video and of the podcast, and you will get all the information of Victor there. Victor, I know you have to go. So thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciated your, your insights. I'm very grateful that you came onto my show. Thank you so much. I really appreciated it. Cool. And you guys out there here, you've got a very practical hands-on approach uh, of getting better. And maybe by looking after yourself, that's what I'm always saying at the end of the show, look after yourself. Today, we talked about nothing else. You know, how much, how much more importance can I put onto these fine little words? Look after yourself. I truly mean it. I believe in you guys out there. Stay strong. You can do it. Whatever darkness there is at the moment in your heart, there is also hope waiting for you. And hopefully today we've shed a bit light into it. So all of you, look after yourself. Bye.